It's time for New Wine, hosted by Father Timothy Foy and produced by Cassock Media. Father Foy is the sort of homilist you'd love to have in your parish. With a mixture of logic, reason, and humor, Father Foy knows how to get the Catholic Church's teachings across to the common man in a way everybody can enjoy. Now here's Father Foy. So maybe it's because I've been holed up in my self-quarantine situation for about eight and a half days. But I have this urge to talk a little bit of my past trip to the Holy Land this last November. You ever have one of those experiences where things were already so good, they'd already been kind of made, having been worth doing already, and then something else got added to the experience, just put it over the top, perfected your trip. The Holy Land was like that. To, to take this trip with parishioners, new and old, and go to the Church of the Nativity and the Sea of Galilee and the Mount of the Beatitudes and the Mount of the Transfiguration and the Mount of Olives in Emmaus, where they recognized Christ in the breaking of the bread was priceless. But I had heard that if you asked your guide and you had the right guide, that it might be possible to not just visit the Church of the Holy Sepulchre where Christ was buried, but some people got to actually spend the night there. So I got to do this, and I'm telling you, it took a trip that was already worth it and put it over the top. There were just two of us from our group able to go, Deacon Brett and myself. We let the church guards shoo everyone out of the church around 6.30 in the evening, but we were on the list that got to stay and drift through this massive church with about only about 15 or so other people as you looked at mosaics and various shrines and carvings and things that go back hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. You can kiss the place that Christ was crucified. Now priests are always talking about their own churches and about Christmas and Easter where their churches are packed to the gills because that's when they're best. But I'm telling you, I had a chance that night to pray within this church that is itself a kind of gravestone for Christ. And the absence of souls there actually enabled me the chance in to get into the heart of it and to pray within the tomb of Jesus by myself. This church is at its best when it's empty. For then it most perfectly reflects the emptiness of Christ's tomb. He is not there. He is risen as He said. Jesus Christ came to give sight to the blind. He came to make the lame walk. He claimed to cleanse the lepers and give hearing to the deaf. But today, He comes to raise the dead. Consider this. His twelve disciples were already twelve disciples. Yes, He had given life back to others before today, but the first resurrection miracle of Christ in the Gospels is when He raises the widow of Nain's son in Luke chapter 7. We had already chosen His band of twelve disciples in Luke chapter 6. In other words, what that means is that people consider Jesus worth following apart from the fact that He might be able to bring you back to life. 
He was worth setting out after and setting aside their other lives. He was worth this life without any promise of another life, and he still is. Yet he has taken his teaching of love, and now he has put it over the top. The ancient people weren't even necessarily looking to rise from the dead, but Christ knows what we need, and many of them wanted all that he had to give. Listen to St. Thomas. He so clearly loves Christ just for his goodness that when Thomas hears Christ beckon them to follow him in the direction of Jerusalem where his life was threatened, Thomas says, let us also go to die with him. That's all Thomas expected. But instead, he and the others hear Christ ask, are there not twelve hours in a day Jesus is the eternal day. And all the twelve of them are in Him. Why does Jesus make a point to let Lazarus die and then even take four days of this death, at least one more than He Himself spent buried in the tomb before He gets there? Jesus sends a message that the resurrection is not just a personal Jesus thing. That He's coming for us, even if it seems to take a long time. He will rise not for Himself, but to be that which rises us. He will give all the twelve the chance to rise up in Him. He is a person, but He's also an action. He is resurrection. We experience Him when we come back. As a country and as a world, we've been down. We've been divided. We've been spiritually pitted against each other. Democrat versus Republican. Red state versus blue state. Country versus city. Old versus young. Man versus woman. U.S. versus China, U.S. versus Mexico, U.S. versus Canada, red state versus, well, I said that already, Christian versus Muslim, pro-life versus pro-choice, and the list can go on and on and on and on and on. Already we've in so many cases, even now today, relegated to our homes. We are now, in a sense, perfectly calibrated to meet Jesus. The context of that first reading is the prophet Ezekiel. He's been plucked up by God, put in this great valley of bones, and then he's ordered to prophesy to the bones. Oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and cause flesh to come upon you and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. The ideologies of our society have divided us spiritually. And now disease has put us physically restricted into the confines of our own homes as if we've been prematurely buried into our houses like they were tombs. We are the valley of dry bones. God speaks through Ezekiel twice 
that he put breath into the dry bones. We had the perfect opportunity then to repent of our sins and to seek to forgive all of our neighbors and allow the breath of God to unite us again with every person from whom we have never been had to be told to practice social distancing, for we were masters of it already. Then after forgiving and asking God for forgiveness, His breath will flow into us and out of us, that we might know that He is the Lord. Christ is worth following for His own sake. He is love itself. We can know Him as love rekindled. And when we come out of this darkness, we can know Him as the resurrection that has already helped us to rise out of our sin today. There is a church that is best when it's empty. It's in Jerusalem. And Christ has left it that way. So we may come out of these graves together and know that they're best empty and that He is the This Lord. has been New Wine with Father Timothy Foy. If you've enjoyed what Father had to say, please write a review at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. And remember to tune in tomorrow for the next episode of New Wine. Thank you.